Are you tired of your digestive system feeling like a circus act gone wrong? Introducing Ritual's 3-in-1 Gut Superhero Symbiotic Plus, a probiotic, prebiotic, and postbiotic all rolled into one. And with 25% off with the code POWER, there's no better time to check out Ritual. Let's break it down. Probiotics are like the cool kids at the gut party, keeping everything in check and making sure the good vibes are flowing. Prebiotics are their wingmen, fueling the party with all the right snacks to keep the good bacteria thriving. And postbiotics, well, they're like the cleanup crew, sweeping away the mess and leaving your gut feeling fresh and fabulous. So say goodbye to the gut drama and remember, there's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com power. Sober Powered is sponsored by BetterHelp. I was a stress drinker and I thought if only I didn't have so much stress, I wouldn't have to drink this much. But do you know why I had all this stress? Because I didn't have the skills to take stressors off my plate so they built up and wore me down. Some stressors are big and others are small, but carrying around 25 minor annoyances is going to have an impact on you. Plus, did you know that alcohol messes with our stress response system and decreases our ability to handle stress? It makes small things seem like a much bigger deal. Learning how to manage stress and take things off my plate has changed my life. I'm calm, I'm less reactive, and I believe that I can handle whatever comes my way. I feel proud of the way that I handle things now. You can get there too. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com sober to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash sober. Tossing and turning all night like a salad. It's time to put those sleepless nights to bed for good. Enter Tanasi, my sleep saviors, and they have science to back up their sleep, anxiety, and pain-relieving powers. Back in 2016, they invested a $2.5 million grant to Middle Tennessee State University to study the hemp plant. Turns out their special patent-pending CBD-CBDA formula is twice as effective as CBD alone and can be more effective than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. So if you're tired of tossing and turning like a rotisserie chicken, then Tanasi's got your back with their range of great products from tinctures to gummies to lotions. Tanasi is my go-to when I can't sleep or I have way too much anxiety. I'm so glad that I discovered them. So go to Tanasi.com and use the code POWER to get 25% off your order. That's Tanasi.com, T-A-N-A-S-I, to get 25% off your first order with the promo code POWER. I'm Jill, and this is the Sober Powered Podcast. I'll tell you how I finally stopped chasing the buzz and what I've learned along the way. Welcome back to the Sober Powered Podcast. I'm Jill, and if you're new here, I'm a sober scientist who talks about the science and psychology of addiction. If that sounds interesting, please subscribe. Today, I'm going to talk about hormones. I'll go over how alcohol affects insulin and how it affects our reproductive hormones. I'm going to say all sorts of words relating to the reproductive system, so you've been warned. 
You'll learn how alcohol affects fertility for both men and women and how drinking during infertility treatments impacts the success of the treatment. I'd like to take a moment to give a huge shout out to some of my new members, Shauna and Heather. Thank you both so much for your support. And if you're interested in learning more about membership, there is a link in the show notes. I also want to direct you guys to my brand new website that I put up earlier this week. It's soberpowered.com. So check it out. All the episodes are up there and key takeaways from each episode. So let's dig in. Hormones are released into the blood and send a message to a specific part of the body. They're responsible for development and growth, metabolism, sexual function, fertility, cognitive function, mood, and much more. The endocrine system uses glands all over the body to release hormones that regulate bodily functions. Some hormones, like thyroid hormones, can create a cascade where they trigger the release of the next hormone, which triggers the release of the hormone after that, and so on. We have water-soluble hormones like insulin and lipid-soluble hormones like estrogen. Lipids are things like oils and fats that don't dissolve in water. Water-soluble hormones are proteins that interact with a receptor but are unable to move through the cell membrane. Since our cell membranes are made up of lipids, only lipid-soluble hormones can cross over. Once a water-soluble hormone interacts with a receptor on the outside of a cell, it triggers a cascade of reactions inside of the cell. And this cascade is what transmits the message from the hormone. So if you don't remember from previous episodes, a receptor is something that is very specific for whatever binds to it. So insulin will have a receptor that it binds to, and it's not going to go bind to unrelated receptors and things that are not insulin won't be able to bind to insulin's receptor. The other type of hormone is lipid-soluble hormones, and these are able to cross the cell membrane and enter the cell. The receptors for these hormones are actually inside of the cell. So once they interact with their receptor, the whole complex moves into the cell nucleus where the DNA is. It interacts with specific genes in our DNA to either increase or decrease their expression. We've talked about how genes are regulated before, so this is another way. Alcohol messes with the function of the glands that release hormones and the tissues that hormones interact with. This can result in very important bodily functions being disrupted, like growth and development, maintenance of blood pressure, production, utilization, and storage of energy, and reproduction. Drinking alcohol can affect blood sugar levels, fertility, calcium metabolism, hunger, and digestion. Glucose is our body's main energy source. Our blood sugar levels are controlled by two hormones, insulin and glucagon. Insulin lowers glucose levels and glucagon raises it. Insulin tells cells to take in glucose from the bloodstream, which is why it causes our blood sugar levels to decrease. Some of these cells use glucose for energy, But others, like the liver, store glucose as something called glycogen to be used later. As our blood sugar levels decrease, it triggers the pancreas to produce glucagon. Glucagon then signals the liver to convert glycogen back into glucose and release it into the bloodstream for other cells to use as energy. 
Alcohol messes up the system in all sorts of different ways, including increasing insulin secretion, making our blood sugar levels drop, inhibiting glucose production while alcohol is being metabolized, and impairing glucagon response to hypoglycemia. Chronic heavy drinking can cause both hypoglycemic and hyperglycemic episodes, meaning periods of low blood sugar, then periods of high blood sugar. It also reduces the effectiveness of insulin and lowers the survival rate for people with diabetes because it decreases the effectiveness of their medication. Studies have found that chronic heavy drinkers with diabetes have significantly lower survival rates than chronic heavy drinkers who do not have diabetes. Before we talk about reproductive hormones and fertility, we should probably talk about puberty. Some of us begin drinking at a very young age before or during puberty, and alcohol has a significant effect on puberty. The hypothalamus is a part of the brain that links the nervous system to the endocrine system through interacting with the pituitary gland. As we begin puberty, the hypothalamus produces and secretes luteinizing hormone-releasing hormone into the blood vessels that link it to the pituitary gland. This hormone interacts with receptors in the pituitary gland to signal it to produce and secrete two other hormones, luteinizing hormone and follicle-stimulating hormone. These hormones enter our circulation and luteinizing hormone will attach to receptors in the ovaries or testes. This signals testosterone production or ovulation and the production of estrogen and progesterone. So to recap, as we start going through puberty, part of our brain called the hypothalamus produces a hormone that's called luteinizing hormone releasing hormone, which tells you exactly what it does. It signals the pituitary gland to release luteinizing hormone. And then luteinizing hormone is basically what tells our reproductive organs to kind of start responding in an adult way. Teen drinking reduces the amount of growth hormone and sex hormones for both boys and girls. One 1993 study found that alcohol decreases estrogen levels in adolescent girls ages 12 to 18 for up to two weeks after drinking moderately. In rat studies, puberty was delayed when rats were given alcohol. The two main hormones that regulate the reproductive system are testosterone and estradiol. Alcohol messes with the functioning of the testes and the ovaries, which can cause hormonal deficiencies, sexual dysfunction, and infertility. Alcohol is actually toxic to the testes and reduces testosterone levels in men. A 1976 study published in the New England Journal of Medicine gave normal, healthy men alcohol for a month. They saw their testosterone levels start to decline after five days and continue to decrease throughout the month. They concluded that alcohol increases the clearance rate of testosterone and decreases its rate of production, which both lead to lower levels of testosterone in the body. Even if the reduction in testosterone is not detectable, hormone changes from alcohol can lead to an impairment of male sexual and reproductive function. 
It also disrupts sperm structure and movement because alcohol prevents vitamin A from being stored correctly, and vitamin A is required for healthy sperm development. Chronic heavy drinking can cause a premenopausal woman to have an irregular menstrual cycle, not ovulate, or lose her period entirely. It can also cause a woman to go through menopause sooner. Most of these effects are found in heavy drinking women, but one study looked at social drinkers and had them drink three drinks per day for three weeks. Many of the participants actually had abnormal cycles and delay or lack of ovulation just in three weeks of drinking three drinks per day, which is what I considered moderation. Alcohol also reduces the amount of luteinizing hormone released from the pituitary gland. And remember, this is the hormone that signals the body to produce estrogen and progesterone or testosterone. Several studies have found that even moderate drinking negatively affects infertility treatments. All of the data I'm about to tell you is for men and women who had one additional drink per day than the light or non-drinkers in the study. A 2003 study of 221 couples undergoing IVF found a 13% decrease in the number of oocytes retrieved, meaning when eggs are taken from the ovaries, a 2.86 times higher chance of not becoming pregnant, and a 2.21 times higher risk of miscarriage when the woman consumed one additional drink per day compared to women who had one less drink in the weeks leading up to treatment. So just one drink can have a major impact on the success of infertility treatments. The study also found a higher risk of not having a live birth when men drank alcohol in the week of sperm collection. When men had one additional drink per day, it also increased the risk of not having a live birth by two to eight times depending on the time period of when they drank. The risk of miscarriage increased by 2.7 to 38 times for men who drank within a month of IVF treatments. A 2011 study published in Obstetrics and Gynecology looked at around 2,500 couples who went through a total of 4,700 IVF cycles. They found that 41% of women and 58% of men drank one to six drinks per week, which is absolutely moderation for both men and women. Women who drank four or more drinks per week had a 16% less likelihood of having a live birth. When both the man and woman drank four or more drinks per week, the odds of a live birth decreased by 21%. Fertility is not essential for our survival. I mean that as a particular person's survival, not the human species' survival. So you can survive just fine and be infertile. If you remember from previous episodes, alcohol messes with a lot of bodily functions that are important for our survival. The body's number one priority is getting the alcohol out of our system because it's toxic. After that, the body has to be choosy with its functions. It can't do everything anymore 
So fertility is an easy function to slack off on. A woman doesn't need to have her period to survive, and men don't have to have fully functioning sperm to survive. If a woman wants to get pregnant, then both the man and woman need to be aware of their alcohol consumption. Alcohol drastically reduces the effectiveness of infertility treatments, causes fertility issues, and drinking in the first trimester of pregnancy, even in the first few weeks, can have an impact on the child's development. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please don't forget to check out my new website, and I will talk to you guys next week. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips i'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so so inspiring i'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking in fact it's very much the opposite and no matter what your relationship was with alcohol life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober new episodes come out every tuesday you can listen to happiest sober podcast wherever you get your podcasts